SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Warning. The following program contains shocking content that may give you a better or worse than pessimistic hope on anything you like, especially when it comes to your love of sports, entertainment, and even your own morning culinary experiences. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. I don't really eat that much in the morning. Breakfast was by far my favorite meal as a kid growing up. Still like it, but the juices really don't get flowing until mid-afternoon. That's when it really kind of kicks in. You call these bagels? It's Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. Welcome to Bagels and Bad Beats with yours truly, Scott Wetzel, on this glorious Monday, July 6th morning. I'm sitting in for the next couple of hours, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to my website, oppositepicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon and fire away. Emails, tweets, phone calls right here again on a Monday, July 6th, Bagels and Bad Beats with yours truly, Scott Wetzel. Well, where's the Royd test? Easy winner from Mr. Vegas. Will the buck stop here? Trout swimming upstream. Heads up. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Vegas and Johnny Field go in the same boat. Who's telling the emperor he's naked and Kanye for president? <laughs> we'll get to all those stories again, plus your phone calls, emails, and tweets right here on a Bagels and Bad Beats on a Monday, July 6th morning. Obviously, the Monday after 4th of July. Hopefully, everyone uh, had themselves a great holiday weekend. Not necessarily an extended weekend, although it did seem like an extended weekend. Uh, you know, for me, well, I'm generally done early in the morning, uh, late afternoon, did the podcast early. So I had all day Friday, all day Saturday and all day Sunday to kind of sit back, relax. And uh, really, it was a weekend of anything but a lot of work um, trying to clean out my dad's house and in attics, not just one attic. I had to clean out two attics. And there's nothing worse than cleaning out two attics, except if you think there's only one. And then when you're all done that one, then you realize there's actually another side attic as well. So it, it was a disaster weekend uh, as far as that's concerned. For me. A lot of sweat. A lot of hard work, a lot of drinking, a lot of partying, I suppose. But uh, we are through it. So uh, back to the sports world we go. And last we left you, uh, you know, really nothing, a whole lot has changed. More unrest in the, in the uh, political and sports world. We'll get to it all. Phone calls coming up. 844-843-6879. Again, send a tweet out opposite picks and email me. Hit the contact, Scott Icon, and fire away. All that's starting up in three minutes right here on Bagels and Bad Beats. Scott Wetzel. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Uh, 
what's up, boys and girls, on this Monday morning, 12 and a half minutes past the hour. Scott Wetzel sitting in, as we always do, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. Again, the toll-free telephone number, 844-843-6879. Send a tweet at Opposite Picks. Email me. Go to my website. Hit the contact. Scott, I got and fire away. We'll get to all that stuff coming up here. A couple of things, though, before we get the uh, the program started. We'll start with some good news, right? Uh, how about uh, the easy, easy, easy winner we gave you? on the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. And I, I know, you know, as soon as I said it on Friday for the new listeners, I know oh, I'm not betting on some Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. you got to be a degenerate of all degenerates. You know, I'll bet on soccer. I'll bet on golf. I'll bet on Korean baseball, if need be, horse racing, women's basketball. Okay, but I'm drawing the line on betting on a hot dog eating contest, right? Well, I'm telling you right now, January 1st of every year, there are constant bets you make every single season, no matter what. And one of them is bet on Joey Chestnut for the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest because not only did he win, as I told you, he would. Uh, I also told you he would set the record since it was indoors. It was air-conditioned. He wasn't necessarily worried about sweating to death out there, and he ate 75 hot dogs, so he set the record, broke his own record of 72. I told you he would do that, so even if you didn't want to lay the 10 to 15, I saw it at one place at even up to 18 to 1. I understand that, so I said bet the uh, over on uh, the over-under on how many hot dogs he would eat. It was 72. He obliterated that at 75. Easy winner. It's just an easy winner, and I know it's goofy. It's dopey. It's a hot dog eating contest. You feel like a degenerate when you call your local Louis the Lip and you say, give me Joey Chestnut at, uh, you know, 18 to 1 to, to win the hot dog eating contest. But you know what? Come Monday, when you're collected from your man today, you're, you're not going to feel like a degenerate. You're going to say, you know what? I beat the system. I beat the system because that is an absolute, you know, 15 years from now, when we look back and with all the losses that we have, you ought to be able to say, yeah, but at least on July 4th, especially this year since there's no baseball, at least on July 4th, I was able to beat my man. And I know there is a constant bet every single year for Joey Chestnut. So cha-ching, cha-ching. Not only did he win, he was almost like 2-1 to one over his nearest competitor. Again, he set the record with 75 hot dogs. So you should have cashed in at that. And that was only like minus 165 for him to uh, – to go the over 72 hot dogs. I, I don't know what Mope set that line, but th there was no way in the world. This guy's eating 70 hot dogs every single year for the last four years, and this was going to be indoors, perfect setting, you know, not 13 competitors like there normally are, only the five. He was one of the five. I mean, that was, that was an easy, easy play. So, cha-ching on Joey Chestnut. Now, the bad news. Uh, dopey Bubba Watson failed to make the cuts at the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Another back-to-back -back weekends for Watson. Didn't play particularly poor, but these courses are so ridiculously easy that the cut line was minus four or five, uh, and I think he was minus one. So he he didn't even come close, to be honest with you. So we failed on that. We laid two to one. So to be fair, as I always am, the winnings we had on Chestnut to win the hot dog eating contest and the over uh, 72 hot dogs went out the window because we laid two to one on stinking Bubba Watson, who failed us this week. So, so much for uh, making the cut for good old Bubba. And we had a wash, which, you know, for a gambler, that's not the worst thing in the world. But when we had that absolute, see, this is the mindset of a gambler. I try and explain this to people. You know, why don't people win? It's not necessarily because you can't pick winners and losers. 
It's because there's a great line in, in the, the old movie, The Gambler, with James Caan, not the remake from a few years ago, which sucked. But if you if you remember the original Gambler with James Caan and Paul Servino, the great cast, right? There's this he Paul Servino's the bookie, and uh, him and James Caan are driving to go see the big boy who Caan owns like ten thousand dollars with, and he tells Servino, the bookie, uh, you know, I could beat you if I really had to. And he's like, well, what do you mean? He says, yeah, if, if, you know, I, I could beat you. He's like, well, why don't you? And and Khan tries to explain to him the mindset of a gambler. It's like, because it, it's not fun. If I only played the things I really liked, i.e. the winners, he wouldn't get the juice. He wouldn't get the flow. He, it's, it's not satisfying enough. So he's got to play. He's trying to explain to the guy. He's got to play other pieces just to get that. That's why you gamble. You don't gamble to win, per se. You gamble because it's just a, it's a natural feeling that you need the action. Uh, those are the two magical words in gambling, the action. And same thing this weekend for us. You know, if, if it was an absolute letter of the law, my goodness, we need just one winner. That's it. We got to pay the mortgage. The wife's going to go move out of the house. Maybe she's threatening to stay. Um, it would have been Joey Chestnut, right? But that's not enough. We got golf. We, we got to put something on this dopey golf tournament, right? So we throw a couple of shekels on Bubba Watson, and he fails us miserably. As far as our three guys that we played for the tournament, nah. Uh, none uh, did particularly well, uh, one worse than the other. First up, uh, Kevin Na, thank you very much for a tip that I got on my podcast. Uh, he withdrew, for goodness sake. They didn't even make the cut. Forget about making a cut. He quit in the second stinking round, for goodness sakes. Jason Day, he didn't make the cut. We had him at 50 to 1. Na was 38 to 1. So we had Jason Day at 50 to 1. He didn't even play on Saturday or Sunday. And then we had Tony Finau at 33 to 1. He finished up a respectable nine under par, which for most tournaments would put you in the top 10. This goofy tournament, it was uh, tied for 53rd. So uh, strike one, strike two, strike three. And then to make matters worse, we have our guy Bryson DeChambeau. And, you know, fudge, 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 fudge. I go online. I'm up at my dad's house, which I'll get into uh, Friday and Saturday. Come back home on Long Island. Uh, enough time to barbecue a little bit, no, no, nothing crazy. But I hop on a computer, make a long story short, Saturday night, right? And I see DeChambeau is minus three. And I said, you know, he, he's in second place, second or third place, three shots back, still within striking distance, clearly. I want to see this guy lose. I was all set to put the Wetzel Black Cloud on him. I said, you know, especially after I realized that Chestnut had won, I had not seen the contest, so I, I cashed in on those two. And I said, you know, let, let me let me take those winnings and let me just put the black cloud on the shambo. And I just got distracted. I don't know what it was. I don't know if I turned the TV set on. I don't know if I went to go check emails. I uh, went to another website just to, you know, check what was going on. And I never went back and put the shambo in. And I was like, oh, you know, at the end of the day, it was, it was kind of like, eh, do I want to log back on? Nah, he's not going to win. And lo and behold, this mope decides to win on Sunday. And I kick him myself. I don't know what he was. He was three shots back. I think he was in third place. I'm guessing he would have been about, you know, knowing people love him. I'm guessing he would have been, you know, a very modest three, four, maybe five to one. He was only six to one at the beginning of the tournament. So, uh, he, you know, it wouldn't have paid a whole lot. But I guarantee if I would have put American money on him, he wouldn't have won. So that's what I mean by the Wetzel Black Cloud. And I completely forgot. And as I saw the scores come in Sunday, I'm like, oh, man, I can't believe I allowed this mope to win. 
And that's it. I'm telling you, this guy is hitting 400-yard drives. I mean, literally, 370-yard drives. He's on a par-4, 400-yard hole, the 13th, and he waited for the guys to get off the green because he was afraid he was going to be driving the green. 399 yards to be exact. 399, and this guy's waiting for the next group in front of him to get off the greens because he's fearful he's going to land the sucker right on the green and maybe hit somebody. I mean, this is ridiculous. And you can't, you know, I heard people say, well, you can't be doing that. You can't, you know, you got to tail back a little bit, scale back, scale back, scale back. Well, you can't do that. I mean, it's obviously effective for him. He's doing well. Uh, you know, he does have six wins, although this is the first this year. You realize he's got more wins than Ricky Fowler on the tour. He's got six wins, believe it or not, and Fowler only has uh, five. So I- I'm not going to tell him to scale it back, but I do think it's an absolute joke. And I'm, I'm sorry, someone's going to have to step up. Someone is just going to have to say it's not an accusation. It's not an assumption. It's not a threat. It's not an exposure. It- it's just, hey, Bryson, when's the last time you took a Roy test? Because. You know, Wetzel keeps on saying over on the radio that you don't put 40 pounds of muscle on in six months. It's 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 almost impossible. And every, you know, physical being that has ever commented on this, not naming Bryson DeChambeau's name, says the same thing. You cannot put that kind of weight on without some extra help, we'll say. Show me the Roy test, and then I'll buy into the Bryson DeChambeau. Eventually, someone's going to have enough balls in the PGA Tour to mention but until then, we're going to deal with the nuts. More coming up, baby. Bad beats on the Monday morning. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. on this Monday morning with yours truly, Scott Wetzel, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time, 25 minutes past the hour, 844-843-6879. Again, 844-843-6879. So Joey Chestnut wins the uh, Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. As we told you, our guy Bubba Watson fails to make the cut, which we uh, we did not tell you. Uh, we'll get into the Bryson DeChambeau a little bit. I really, I, I'm, I'm serious about this. I, I just want to take a steroid test. That's all. I don't think it's that big a deal. They do test golfers, and I got to see, you know, in the land of conspiracies in which I live, I got to see them pop a bubble uh, or pop a hole in the bubble of one Bryson DeChambeau. I I, got to see it to believe it. I don't think that they would ever expose this guy. I think they'd pull him aside and just say, keep on saying you're drinking uh, milkshakes and eating bacon and eggs. You know, maybe the dopes will eventually buy into that. I'm not, I'm telling you, I've eaten bacon, my eggs, my whole life. And as great as my body is, <clears throat> you know, naturally, uh, I don't look like Bryson DeChambeau. Thank you very much. It's funny. Bryson DeChambeau is eating like a pig and putting on muscle. Anthony Rizzo, meanwhile, is uh, losing 25 pounds by not eating. So, you know, he's down to like 215 pounds, supposedly. So, I, I, with, you know, how is it that, you know, weight helps one guy, but uh, less weight helps the other? I, I don't get it. I got to tell you, and the quote of the day, you know, th- this is great. I, I may hang this up, actually, on my wall. Kevin Kister, you know, talking about the, the the phenomenon known as Bryson DeChambeau, right? He finally wins, oh, by the way, for the first time this year. So, Kistner, who's apparently married, says, uh, he understands what is the key to gaining the biggest advantage, and that's distance, and mega distance, he said, adding, 
He just has too much time on his hands. He needs to start getting married and having kids and feel like the rest of us. <laughs> How great is that? In other words, you need a ball and chain in your life who's going to nag and bitch and moan and complain that you're out on the golf course practicing all the time and you're not with the kids and you're not painting the house and you're not mowing the lawn, you're not picking up draperies and all the other things that go on in a married man's life. That's, in essence, what he's saying. And I'm telling you, there's some truth to that. There really is a lot of truth to that. You you look down in the history of guys, you know, and where things kind of fell off and, and for better or for worse, you know, not choosing sides here, but that's where it comes into play. Absolutely. When you're single or you don't have a girlfriend, you know, and you could come and go as you please and you're dedicated and everything else, uh, you know, I'll, I'll say I'll throw out Tiger Woods. He's the best example about that. You know, when did his trouble start? No two ways about it. When he decided to get married, which he had no business, obviously, getting married since he was sleeping with everything that had moved. Um, but that's where it all began. And as you know, if uh, the Shambo stays single, that's a huge disadvantage for everyone else. But if he ever gets married, gets a serious girlfriend and she starts putting restrictions on him. Then we all know, as Kevin would say, he's in the same boat as the rest of us. So interesting. And Andrew McCutcheon, oh, by the way, there was a story this weekend. I saw a Philadelphia Phillies outfielder missed a good portion of last year, uh, bulked up this offseason. Now, now, listen, McCutcheon's a pretty good player. His last year or two with Pittsburgh, he tailed off. Actually got a pretty good contract from the Phillies, a three-year deal that I thought they overpaid him, but was off to a good start last year before I, I think he blew out his knee. Um, I guarantee you, Here's the difference between golf and baseball. I guarantee you, when Andrew McCutcheon comes back and we start seeing, you know, Philly games and we see McCutcheon all built up like Mr. Adonis and he starts hitting home runs left and right and everything else, I guarantee you the innuendo will be, all right, let, let's see the Roy test. You know, it's, it's certainly more open in baseball than any other sport. But it's funny how I guarantee you they're going to be real strict and with a keen eye and a doubtful eye on Andrew McCutcheon when they're just letting, you know, Shambo go without even any question, any question whatsoever. And speaking of baseball, I'll get to the baseball here in a sec. I think it's an absolute joke what these baseball players are doing. Just an absolute joke. First up, though, as we welcome in our first phone caller of the day, of the week, and um, – well, not of the month, but of the week anyway. Johnny in Manhattan starts off bagels and bad beats on this July 6th. What's up, John? How are you, my friend? I'm doing well, Scott. How are you? Not bad. Not bad. All things considered. Good to hear. Good to hear. So uh, I'm coming this morning for LeBron James. Scott, when Drew Brees said that he doesn't uh, think – when Drew Brees said kneeling during the national anthem is disrespecting the flag – LeBron James came after Drew Brees, and he says, wow, Drew, you still don't understand why Cap was kneeling on one knee? It has absolutely nothing to do with the disrespecting of our flag. So that's what LeBron James said about kneeling during the national anthem. So July 4th, people were burning the U.S. flag in front of the White House. So I went on LeBron James's Twitter to see if he – deemed that inappropriate, and if that, in fact, is disrespecting the flag. Didn't have one word to say about that, Scott, on July 4th, but LeBron James retweeted Colin Kaepernick, who had the audacity, Kaepernick, to say, we reject July 4th as a celebration of white supremacy. Can you imagine? Ugh. And someone's got to remind uh, Cap, I hate to break it to him, but someone's got to remind him he's half white, oh, by the way. 
You know, I mean, does that mean he hates his mother? His mother was white. His father was was black. Does that mean he hates his mother? Is, is that is that what he's saying? Is, is he saying his mother's, you know, who gave him up for adoption? Oh, by the way, but at least she was in his life for at least five minutes before the father took off after two minutes. But you know, he's half white. So I, I you know, the, this angst he has against white people to say the July Fourth. I mean, listen. You know, you're never going to be able to to live in the future if you can't forget the past. I mean, it's to me, it's as simple as that. There's nothing, nothing, zero, John. There is not a thing we can do about the past. So why live in the past? You should learn about the past. You should acknowledge the past. I get all that stuff. But to think you're just going to be able to throw it away and wipe the slate clean, you know, and if that's the only thing that's going to bring you happiness, well, I'm, I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. You know, it, it, it is what it is. So forget about the path. Forget about what happened 200 freaking years ago. Think about what's going to happen, you know, two minutes from now versus 200 years ago, and your life will be 10 times better. I mean, I, I just uh, – my frustration level with this political correctness and paring down statues and this and that, I I I just can't take it anymore. I really it's just uh it, it bothers me because you know, you want to have Kanye West run for president. Okay, now it's probably a goof and he's actually a Trump guy. Um but you know, you want to go back and look and I did last night. You want to go back and look at how many songs Kanye yes Conway yes uses the N-word? I mean, really? You know? But where's his where's the the outcry? You know, you want to take songs down. Uh, you want to take movies down, but where where's the outcry in the black community that continues to use those racial words all of the freaking time? Th that's what gets people just like to me anyway frustrated because there's there's no answer to it. There's just um, you know I saw pictures of them tearing down uh, you know uh, Christopher Columbus statues in, in I think it was Philadelphia. It's just I don't know what's sadder the fact that they did it or the fact that they were allowed to do it, but. Um, I, it's just there's just no answer to it. You know, if, if you want to continue to live in the past, you're going to live your, a, a lousy life. You will. That's true. And if Kaepernick is so against uh, the subjugation of peoples and the dehumanization of peoples, then why is he wearing a Fidel Castro T-shirt? Explain yeah. that one to me. And why? Back to my original point. Why is LeBron retweeting Colin saying that July Fourth is a celebration? of white supremacy. If LeBron feels that strongly that against uh, whites and the white system, then resign from Nike. Tell yeah. Colin Kaepernick that he made a mistake when he uh, when he took the settlement from the NFL. You know, I mentioned this a, a couple weeks ago. Colin Kaepernick took a settlement from the NFL, Scott. He stood down when the check had enough zeros in it. So as far as I'm concerned, I'll, I'll just call him coward Kaepernick going forward because he's not even – He's not even principled with what he's saying. He's being uh, uh, inconsistent. He's being a, a hypocrite. So, you know, LeBron James, if Drew Brees saying kneeling down is disrespecting the flag and he has it wrong, how about saying something when people are burning the flag on the White House, in front of the White House on July 4th? I'm tired of it, and they're both taking, uh, you know, corporate money from white corporations. So, as you said a couple weeks ago, you know, how many people are on the Nike board that are of color? I, I'm tired of it, Scott. It's divisive. And uh, sorry to open on a, a kind of a negative note, but that was just <laughs> not sitting well with me. Thanks, Scott. You got it, John. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, listen, uh, go check out Nike's board of directors. We, we did this when I was over at the Three Letter Network, and I updated it uh, not too long ago here. Out of the 25 to 30 or, or so, you had two blacks, John Thompson, 
former Georgetown head coach who was just basically a, a dignitary. And you had one female who was in uh, the public relations side of things. That's it. Everyone else on Nike's board, white as as snow. Just white, 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 up and down. So you got Two-Face LeBron who's speaking out on uh, all these things, and yet he works for a company that's basically all white. Uh, but, but you know, again, no one points that stuff out. So it's just it's just so frustrating. Um, there's no right. The left is never going to come to the right. The right's never going to come to the left. Uh, we're, we're facing a civil war here, and it's not really between blacks and whites. It, it's really between the left and the right, because when I was watching them tear down the Christopher Columbus statue, it, it was just there were just as many white people there as there were black people. So it, it's not really a per se all the whites versus all the blacks. It is a all the lefts versus all the rights. And you're just there seems to be no meaning of the minds. And I tell you, we are in for a long four months because I don't know what's going to happen if Trump actually wins election uh, reelection, which I, I thought he would. I'm you know, having my doubts now, but who knows? But we've seen where before I said, well, the left was just going to be all pissed off, but they're going to have to deal with it. Whereas now they feel empowered to do whatever the fudge they want. You talk about rioting in the streets and everything. If Trump actually does win re-election, wow, we, we are looking at just uh, we're looking at a civil war. We really are. It, it's that's no exaggeration. It, it's sad. It really is. And we can't even come to, to grips on a July Fourth holiday. Wow. 844-843-6879. Trout swimming upstream. That's next on Bagels and Bad News. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Bagels and Bad Beats on this Monday morning with your Scott 844-843-6879. You know, we need to get Gabe a big. I'm looking at a commercial on our uh, on our feed on TV, and it, it's Gabe, great guy and everything. Bald as a beagle. We we need he needs a toupee. We we, we got to get him for his birthday. We got to send him a toupee or a wig. Definitely have to. He's on before us. Eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. All right, listen, this is getting uh, nonsensical as well. Uh, Mike Trout this weekend became the latest to say that he's not sure if he's coming back to play baseball. His wife is pregnant, first child. Uh, So on the surface, it's like, okay, you know, how can you make fun of a guy who's more concerned about his wife and his unborn kid, Scott? Well, here's why. Because what happened to uh, where and when, you know? Remember that little tweet Mike sent out about a month or so ago, probably not even, probably about two, three weeks ago when Major League Baseball owners and players were going back and forth on what agreement they would have, and eventually the players just gave up and said, fine, whatever, just tell us when and where, and there's good old Mike Trout, you know, sending out that tweet, one of the faces of baseball, clearly, right, if not the biggest face in baseball, he's got the biggest contract, so what 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 happened from you know, two, three weeks ago to, to now. Did, did he not realize two, three weeks ago his wife was pregnant? I mean, you know, I would think that would be pretty obvious, right, since she's basically doing a little while. So what happened from two, three weeks ago with the tweet when and where 
to, to now. David Price opts out. Bryce Harper, with his wife pregnant, says he's not sure if he's going to play. Same thing. What, 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 Bryce, did she automatically get pregnant within the last two weeks? No, since she's due to give birth in about a month or so as well. You know, Giants catcher Buster Posey this weekend saying he's not sure if he's going to come back. Philly's pitcher, at least to his credit, I will say, because I don't want to throw him in here like one of the other guys, but Zach Wheeler has been saying for a good month now that he's not sure, but he's another one. Uh, Twins uh, outfielder Byron Buxton has yet to report after the birth of his son. Felix Hernandez, who's lucky to still have a job, signed a minor league contract with the Atlanta Braves, all of a sudden says, eh, I don't want to play. Dodgers closer Kenley Jansen has yet to report. L.A.'s not saying why, but, you know, what else would, would it be? Uh, at least Braves' Freddie Freeman has the actual coronavirus, so he can't report. But, you know, my overall question with these clowns is, why now? What changed from two weeks ago? Did the virus really get that much worse from the last two weeks? No. Hasn't necessarily gotten better, but these players had to realize the virus was still out there. It's not like we had turned a corner and it seemed like the world was going to rid itself of the virus two weeks ago when these players agreed to, to sign on the dotted line and send out all these dopey, nonsensical where and when tweets. So what happened? You know, what changed, Mike Trout? All of a sudden, you know, reality hits you in the face that you don't want to play baseball anymore. Same thing, David Price and Bryce Harper. It's a crock. What was the point? What was the point of all that bitching and complaining and bickering in the press with the owners and players if all the star players now really don't want to come back and play? And if all these guys opt out, listen, you could survive with just these, but, you know, it's okay if Trout and Price and Harper say no, then what about the next score guys? What about the next score guy? You know, when's it going to stop? And I, I just don't understand. You know, we had to deal with this nonsense for two months of these idiotic ball players demanding all these unrealistic things from the owners. And then in the end, when they finally, finally, finally get an agreement, now the players are saying, well, well, we changed our mind. We really don't want to play. It's a little too dangerous. What the fudge was all that nonsense for then? I, it, it's just dopey. It, it really is. Again, show me the when and where. What, what happened? What changed? All that hassling, all that bad will. You know, if the players would have just come out a month or two ago and said, listen, you know what? We'd love to play. We, we, we really would. But it, it's just too dangerous. Uh, we know we think, we think this stuff is going away, but it's not. You know, we, we can't hub each other like they can in the NHL and the NBA. There's too many players. It's impossible to do that with, uh, you know, all 30 teams. We, you, you, that's unrealistic. So, you know, we're having to actually play outdoors and, and uh, get involved with, with fans and everything else. We can't live in a bubble like those other uh, leagues can do. It's just too tough. N nobody, nobody but nobody would have said, all right, you're being a baby. Well, I shouldn't say nobody. But most people would say, okay, I get it. it it's too dangerous. I, I understand. But instead, you know, they, they fight back and forth for two months. They act like babies. They finally come to an agreement, a so-called agreement anyway. And, and now this is, what the, this is what the owners were afraid of. This is why the owners didn't want to just implement their rules. Even though the players were saying, you know, when and where, go ahead, do whatever the fudge you want. We're going to show up. The owners said, no, 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 because I know what's going to happen. Ultimately, the players still own that uh, little ace in the hole, ace up their sleeve. They have the ability to say, well, it's just too dangerous, so we're not going to play. So whatever rules we come up with, you could still say you're not playing. That's why they wanted the players on board, because then if the players at least got on board, you'd think 
there would be enough pressure for them to say, okay, we agree to these things, so let, let's go ahead and play. So the players, in essence, kind of did that, and yet they're still opting out. So I, I tell you, I, I have no respect for Mike Trout. Not again. You know, th this is like when I have arguments with my uh, family. You know, when I tell my uh, wife's family, yeah, the wife's not allowed to go get the mail. She's not allowed to get the mail from our post office box. Yeah, she's not allowed to get the mail. Uh, she's she's not allowed to write checks. She's not allowed to write checks. I mean, what kind of monster are you? What, what are we, an idiot? But, you know, they don't know the other half of the story. Because if she go gets the mail, I'll never see the mail. It'll be lost. It'll be thrown underneath the car seat. There'll be bills, checks, whatever the case may be. You know, so it's not just she just can't get the mail. She can't get the mail because I'll never see the mail. Or if she gets the checkbook and she writes a check, I'll never see the check written in the checkbook. And I'll think we have $100 in there when in reality we have none. So it's like those are the other things. Same thing here with baseball. You can say, wow, Scott, you're bitching on Mike Trout. He wants to be with his wife and his unborn kid. Gee, yeah, I get that. But, you know, again, two weeks ago when he said where and when, don't tell me his wife wasn't pregnant then. So what what changed? It's just uh, it's it's an awful thing for baseball um, because they're going to end up taking this sport down another hole. You, you thought you saw the worst with their negotiations, but you know what? Apparently not. Apparently they can go even deeper. Boy, what what a bunch of dopes! What a bunch of absolute mopes! Uh, I I cannot believe they didn't go to the biggest names. Right, Harper, Trout, probably one and two. You could say Judge if you want to throw in there and Mookie Betts. Maybe there's a few others, but the, those guys. Trout and and, uh, and Harper, in particular, Buster Posey. Those are like three of the absolute biggest names, top ten names in baseball. I, I don't understand how they couldn't have gone to those main guys and said, "Listen, are you guys on board or not?" You know, Mike, Bryce, your your wives are pregnant. What, what's the deal? You know, you're gonna come. You're not gonna come. Um, I I don't understand that. Or maybe they did. They said yes, and now they're just you know reneging. Uh, maybe that's it. 844-843-6879. Colin down in Tampa, Florida joins the Bagels and Bad Beats. What's up, Colin? How are you? Oh, my God. A voice I am so glad to hear <laughs> at this type of hour. Thank God. Us. Welcome back on air, man. That's, I know. Yeah, I did. It took, uh, it took a minute. I saw that I was, I'm awake, and I see the little YouTube. Uh, I had to move over one little slot to the videos. From the yeah, home. it's not I easy. I, I, I it, take, it still takes me an hour to find it on YouTube. It, 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 it's a uh, you have to search for this thing. I I don't know why they list all the shows, but you think they list the current show first, but they don't. They put it like tenth in the list. I you know. Yeah, I I, I hit over it was, on the home. It doesn't list up, but then if you click over and hit videos, it says right. live. And so then I was like, oh, okay, this is what I got to do. I had to do it a second time because I'm like, all right, I'm confused. I just lost it. And, and you can't. Uh, and, and by the way, you, you can't do it at 4:59. I found that out. You you have to wait until actually five o'clock because if you hit the live, even if you hit the live one, it goes to a show you know that that's not live. And it, it, you would think it would just you know progress into this show, but it doesn't. So it's it's yeah, it's like beer when you're growing little, up. It's an little... acquired taste. It, it's not easy to find the program. <laughs> <laughs> For the uh, the few that are listening, boy, you are true LLs if you're listening on on YouTube anyway. Ah, oh, but man, listen, I'm I'm glad to, I'm glad to be able to interact with you again, man. It's uh, been a minute uh, or two. Um, I'm listening to you know I chimed in. Uh, I, I'm a little bit surprised at you. You actually have some doubts about Trump winning in four years uh, or come November, huh? Yeah, I do. Listen, hopefully. I, 
Hopefully, you know, when they start doing debates and we remember that Biden couldn't spell cat, if you spotted him the scene to see, that'll change. But right now, <laughs> Biden is the uh, he is the favorite. Um, so, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see what uh, happens. Yeah, you know, what? I, I, the Electoral College math doesn't work for the guy. I, I don't I don't see it happening because, right. you know, we got we got all these dopey states, you know, like uh, Alabama, who are having coronavirus parties that vote and. You know, all those kind of things. You got two Dakotas that uh, he's going to get credit for. So, uh, you know, it's still going to be Trump just because it only comes down to Florida, Pennsylvania, Ohio, and Michigan. And they all yeah. love him all over that uh, that state. So, boom, he's going to get reelected whether I like him or not. But uh, and you know, what's going like, to happen? I, I just wonder, uh, Colin, what's going to happen? I, I really, you know, uh, yeah, because like the protesters have shown like, they have no – they have no regard for being arrested or doing it. I mean, they can loot and do whatever yeah. they want. So if there's nothing stopping them yeah. from showing their displeasure, you know, uh, it's that is going to be a big, yeah. long, tumultuous week for sure. That election week. And maybe longer. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe we 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 not we elect that uh, that dopey third lady, but you know the the, the JoJo libertarian lady. I don't know who she is, but I'm just like, you know what? Here's my vote right there going to you. I don't know who the hell you are, but, you know, let's vote for the no name. No name the vote. Um, you know, it's switching over to the baseball. You know what? They shouldn't even have a season at this point. When we got when we got to mid-June, I was just like, you know what? Shut it down. Just shut it down until, you know, until next year anyways because, you know, it, it, and when I'm listening to what you were saying for the first time, I just started thinking about this. What the hell were they doing asking for 114 games? If, so, if yeah. this was going to be, you know, at the very right. beginning, you know, you're asking for 114, you know, listen, I get not playing a 60 game season because, you know, like, why would you make that sprint and, uh, you know, try to get out? But, uh, you know, like they shouldn't even have a season at this point. What the hell is the point of a 60 game baseball season? You know, putting a runner on second base, that is the most annoying thing I've ever heard. You know, when it comes to that for the extra inning, it throws the whole game off just with, you know, with baseball being numbers, you know, that, that's the whole thing about it. But, uh, dude, I, you know, I just had a call in and say, I'm glad to hear you back on the air. I'm glad I'm awake to be able to hear it and uh, call in and uh, chat it up. And, uh, yeah, you know, if we do get a 60 games, I'm hoping my Rays uh, take first place and your Red Sox are in last place, though, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Colin. Appreciate that. I actually like your Rays. I, I think the Rays, I think they've become a, uh, 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 a click uh, pick to win it all. Although they really shouldn't be as far as, you know, they made the playoffs last year, so it's not that goofy. But uh, they become the public sentimental choice as far as finding an underdog just because of the way they use the bullpen. Uh, I'm a little concerned that everyone's jump, uh, uh, jumping on that that Rays bandwagon, but I do think they have a leg up on you know bullpen use and starters going three four innings and uh, relievers working all the time, so um, that that may actually occur. But you're right, that's a great point as far as you know these dopey players were the same ones that were asking for a hundred plus games. You know the, now they're opting out of sixty. You know what what happened to the let's let's play 110, let's play 115 or 112 or whatever the case may be. I mean, are you freaking kidding me? It's just uh, it's a disgrace. You know, credit them for being able to walk away from a gazillion dollars. But I want to find out. I, I, you know, there's all kind of crazy little rules. Whereas if you're you're deemed vulnerable to the virus, then you don't get credit for the season. 
but if you are vulnerable that you do get credit, it's a little weird. You got to figure it all out whether they're going to have another contract. We're coming up Bengals and Bad Beats on a Monday morning. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. on this Monday morning with yours truly, Scott Wetzel, coming up on uh, 58 past the hour, sitting in until 7 a.m. Eastern time. Toll-free telephone number 844-843-6879. Again, send a tweet at Opposite Picks. Email me, go to the website, oppositepicks.com. Uh, hit the contact, Scott Icon, and fire away. Good to see, I will say, uh, despite him being a stanky, still we wish no harm on anyone. Good to see Masahiro Tanaka back at the stadium yesterday. After being hit with that line drive by Giancarlo Stanton on Saturday, took a liner back to his face, hit him off the head. If you didn't see it, uh, supposedly 112 miles per hour, um, went through a number of tests, ends up getting a minor concussion. So he should be okay. But, you know, I'm not really, not that I'm not concerned about Tanaka, but I'm really more concerned if I'm a Stanky fan about Stanton. I mean, let's not forget it was 2014 when Mike Fires. Every time you turn around a story with Major League Baseball, it involves Mike Fires. It's very, very strange how he was involved in a lot of things. So, but remember, he was the one that beamed Stanton, hit him in the face, and that was nasty. Uh, not, not that the Tanaka one wasn't, but it hit him, you know, right scratch in the chin, it broke his jaw and everything. So here's a guy, and I bring Stanton up because he was the one that was hitting. So if you're Stanton, you know, I can only imagine the stuff he had to go through to get over the fears of getting back into that batter's box. So here we are, you know, six, seven years later, and now he's doing regular batting practice and he hits a line drive that nearly decapitates a teammate. I mean, the psyche of Giancarlo Stanton, Tanaka is just going to have to deal with it. But I, I wonder where he lies. You know, first of it's him getting hit. Now he's hitting somebody else. Um, I, I just, you know, for a guy that's been so fragile physically, I wonder mentally uh, if he has some now demons to really deal with as well. 844-843-6879. I know I would feel guilty, even though it's not necessarily his fault, but I, I would definitely feel guilty knowing that I nearly killed somebody out there. 844-843-6879. Top of the hour sports update. Then right back to your phone call. Details this week right here. Big and bad SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 